So Luke 18 is about the uh, a parable that the Lord spoke to. Kind of, it was more aimed, it seems, to his disciples. Some parables sometimes were said for his um, for the general crowds, and he spoke later to his disciples about the parables. But this one seemed to be directed more to them. Just start. It says, And Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There wasn't a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual, continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. So the, what I did is I uh, focused on the first verse, just to reread that maybe would be good. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. And I kind of divided up that verse as it turned out as I was studying to just take a word or two and have a title for it or a label and I'll go over the labels the nine labels that I did end up with first just have in our mind and I'll go over them after as I go through it the first is from the he spake Jesus spake it is our wisdom the next label it is our insight it is our instruction it is our lesson it is our privilege, and it is our duty, and it is our trade, and it is our life, and it is our responsibility. So the first uh, verse with that label, it is our wisdom, is from Jesus spake. So I called it that because it is the words of Jesus, the Christ, God's anointed incarnate word, and we know in his word, it is called wisdom. Christ has many names, but one of them is wisdom. He may be an Isaiah right now. Can't think of it for sure. But it is our wisdom because when he speaks, we gain and have access to that wisdom by taking it in. And the second part, he spake a parable. So a parable, it is our insight. Prayer touches uh guess before then I was wanting to highlight this one I spent a bit more time because it is a difficult uh, idea because parables do show us concepts sometimes that are hard to describe or put our finger on and we may relate to it one by just even one aspect only by a, a parable that shows us the workings of it in our lives and this was one thing I thought with the prayer wondering about how prayer sometimes it's not answered does God hear me is it something what is going on and all these things that trouble us well I thought that the parable here is to give us insight and help us and for that reason I ran through a couple of verses in the Bible that reminded me of that that there are things that are going on above us and that 
above us are dimensions that involve the kingdom of God, the spiritual realm, the realm of principalities, it says, and that it would include the fallen and the unfallen angels. So those things we cannot see. They're in a, a dimension above us. We are the dimension below. If you will, you could say we are like the pawns on the lower end of things. They can look down to us, but we can't really see much to look up, except what may be gleaned through the scripture and what we see in life. But anyway, with that said, the first passage that would I thought would help is Second Chronicles 7.14. It says, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So here you see the prayers involved. It, spoke, it speaks of uh, that if they pray and seek my face, and then he goes on to say the word of God that is, then will I hear from heaven. So the hearing from heaven it was kind of conditional. That first, that they humble, be humble, humbling themselves, and then and seeking God's face, and that through prayer and whatever else would need to be altered in their life. And that's included in the other part of the verse that says, and turn from their wicked ways. So again, a prayer here is not such a simple thing. It is related, if you will, to other things that are not always obvious to us, especially if it's a, a heart that's deceiving us. And that is part of the problem. But again, not always. We'll see with the next few verses some of those examples. The next one is Luke chapter 1, verse 13. But the angel said unto him, that's Zacharias. The angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And, what, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. So here we see that the angel declared to Zacharias, that his prayer were heard, was heard. But we have to think at the age that he was, beyond age of normal families having children, that most of his praying would have been when he was younger, and his wife as well, when he could bear, and we're hoping, as all particularly the people that followed from Genesis on, hoping to be part of that offspring that would bring the Redeemer that was promised from Genesis 15. I believe that was some of the zeal that some of the people of God were hoping. So here, God says that your prayer is heard, but how many days, or rather years, was it before the angel came and finally said this? And uh, another one that's very similar is Acts 10, verse, uh, verse 2 to 4. It's talking about Cornel uh, yes, Cornelius, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to, into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. So... Again, we see in the verse 2, it's mentioned that he that Cornelius gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. So he'd always been praying, and yet this particular answer to prayer didn't come to, we don't know how much longer it would have been, but we do know it was, if he prayed always, then it was many years before that he saw this vision and that God answered him 
in bringing salvation to his family eventually. And we know if I don't, we don't understand many details, here we can get a hint maybe that one of the aspects was that the gospel message being ready to go out to the Gentiles hadn't been until now. And then even we could see how Peter even had to be uh, dealt with and taught even with the curtain coming down from heaven and the unclean animals being offered to Peter by God and so forth. So again, it shows us there are, again, many things. Uh, Daniel, the last one, Daniel chapter 10, verse 12 to 13. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. So here you have even the words of the uh, angel, I believe it was Gabriel, that said to Daniel that even from the first days that he set his heart to pray and to ch chasten himself before his God, he said his words were heard. But here we see a delay of 21 days at least for, again, things in the background, a battle going on in the heavenlies, in the spiritual realm. And that shows, again, there are things that are complicated situations that we don't know. We're down here for God's servant. These are God's, if you will, God's business on his level. But we have a great and gracious God who is letting us in, if you will, a hint on these prayers that there are reasons why sometimes a delay. And it's not necessarily the wrong, as this example was of this widow who was a, had a just cause. In this case, it was just a complication of the human heart of man. But we know with God that's not the case, but there are other uh, many things we don't understand that are going on. And we know spirits of evil, as we saw with Daniel, is one aspect. Anyway, so that's to cover the most complicated part. I thought I'd go over those many verses. And that's the parable. I, a parable, it is our insight. And I have related, related to that. Prayer touches a veiled dimension. So things we cannot see. Uh, a veiled dimension of heavenly realities. And if you will, another term I think of it uh, along this line is spiritual economy. There's a spiritual economy that is above us. We do not know, to say the least, the half of it. We don't even know even the tip of the iceberg, I would imagine, of what all this going on. But it complicates things. But again, they encourage us. The imperable is encouraging us to pray and just trust in the Lord and go on. Anyway, the rest should be quicker. The third part is unto them. So a parable, it says, you speak a parable unto them. And that label I put is, it is our instruction. The parable is told his disciples, is told to his disciples and his followers. So it is not just for the, again, that's why I take it. It's not for the general mass of people, but those that were following him onto them. And then next, to this end, part of the verse, to this end. So that speaks that this is the purpose. And I called it, it is our lesson. The purpose and the principles are to learn, that we're to learn from the parable 
And the lesson is constancy and perseverance in prayer. To be constant and to persevere in prayer. That men, the next part of the verse, that men, and I labeled, it is our privilege that mere man, sorry, that mere mankind is given the opportunity by prayer to contribute to God's kingdom and glory. What a privilege we have. And I thought that was encouraging that this is uh, the, to the end the parable was given that men, so the commandment will be to men. And at the same time, it is a privilege that we are involved in God's economy and in to be able to even contribute to God's kingdom in obeying and in the end that God would get the glory. And the next word is ought, ought, as in we should. And another similar word maybe could be put there, ought. And I label that, it is our duty. It is ought or our duty to ongoingly pray or continually pray. And I, we sin if we neglect the prayer. So it is a commandment to always pray, not an option. And always... The next word, always, it is our trade. Something we to do every day, always. It is our trade. And I added, it is a, to be our daily work and our occupation to always pray. And the last word or second last word, to pray, it is our life. Because we have a communion or a relationship with God, we are to have that vital communion. And here, prayer is as highlighted that is one aspect our vital con continuing relationship with God is to be with prayer and the other half of it is to read his word to hear as any relationship we might have with a, a wife or a friend that there has to be communing continually otherwise one drops off of friendship and the same and even more so in the spiritual realm if we do not continually stay with our Lord in communion and prayer and in reading of his word, we quickly, because of sin and all these other things that are against God, we creature, encroach in and kill. And the last, we're not the faint. And the label is, it is our responsibility. Being instructed not to faint indicates a responsibility and not an option. So it's something that we're commanded and it's not a suggestion or an option but is we're told to keep on going even though we have difficulties to keep even adding that to our prayer list and to communing with God that we need help we're getting faint help us Lord not to faint on thee but to keep going for thee for you and thou art worthy anyway that's the end of the words and the highlights and I just thought in the going through some uh, commentaries, I came across a nice quote, I'll call it, from Matthew Henry. And I thought it would be good for our prayer uh, thoughts for today as well. The widow was but one, but the praying people of God are many, all of whom come to him on the same errand and agree to ask what they need. As the saints of heaven surround the throne of glory with their united praises, so saints on earth besieged the throne of grace with their united prayers.